I have a question for you. If a bat and a ball cost $1.10 in total, and the bat costs a dollar more than the ball, how much does the ball cost? Did 10 cents seem right to you? The authors of questions like this are attempting to lure you to accept this incorrect answer in order to test whether you thought reflectively when you solved the problem. However, there may be problems with this method of testing reflective thinking. So my colleagues and I used some underrated methods to determine the degree to which tests like this misclassify correct responses as reflective or lured responses like 10 cents as unreflective. The paper title is Tell Us What You Really Think, a Think Aloud Protocol Analysis of the Verbal Cognitive Reflection Test. Special thanks to co-authors Brianna Joseph and Gabriela Gangora for helping me collect and code the data from study one, and co-author Miroslav Sirota for helping with conceptualization and revisions. As always, free preprints of my papers are available on my CV at birdnick.com forward slash CV under publications. You're listening to the Upon Reflection podcast, a podcast about reasoning, well-being, and technology. I'm Nick Bird. I use decision science to understand how people think as individuals and groups, and how we can improve the way people think. This episode is sponsored by Namecheap. Namecheap is committed to offering the best value and customer service for website domains, hosting, and SSL encryption certificates. After looking at their offers, I was tempted to switch my website to their services. You can learn more at the link in the podcast description, namecheap.pxf.io forward slash bird. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe wherever you find podcasts, follow on Twitter at bird underscore Nick, or on Facebook at bird Nick, or find me on the other platforms. Comments and questions can be submitted at birdnick.com forward slash contact. And of course, if you end up enjoying the Upon Reflection podcast, then feel free to tell people about it online, in person, or in your review. Tell us what you really think. I think allowed protocol analysis of the verbal cognitive reflection test. Abstract. The standard interpretation of cognitive reflection tests assume that correct responses are reflective and lured responses are unreflective. However, prior process tracing of mathematical reflection tests has cast doubt on this interpretation. In two studies, we deployed a validated think aloud protocol in person and online to test how this assumption is satisfied by the new, validated, less familiar, and non-mathematical verbal cognitive reflection test. Verbalized thoughts in both studies revealed that most, but not all, correct responses involved reflection, and that most, but not all, lured responses lacked reflection. The Think Aloud protocols seem to reflect business-as-usual performance. Thinking Aloud did not disrupt test performance compared to a control group. These data suggest that the VCRT usually satisfies the standard interpretation of reflection tests, albeit not without exceptions, and that the VCRT can be a good measure of the construct theorized by the two-factor explication of reflection as deliberate and conscious. Introduction. If you were running a race and you passed the person in second place, what place would you be in now? The standard interpretation of a problem like this assumes that the answer that comes quickly and effortlessly to many people's mind is first place. However, upon reflection, many people realize that the correct answer is second place. This problem is considered a test of reflection because it is designed to lure us toward a particular response that, upon reflection, we can realize is incorrect. 
Thus, the standard interpretation of reflection labels lured responses with the word unreflective and correct responses with the word reflective. Since the introduction of the cognitive reflection test, theories of reflection have advanced. In the midst of this progress, some theorists distill dozens of reflective-unreflective distinctions, down to just two somewhat orthogonal distinctions, automatic versus deliberate processing, and conscious versus unconscious representations. According to this two-factor explication of reflection, reflective thinking involves more conscious representation or awareness of the relevant reasoning, and more deliberate inhibition as opposed to immediate acceptance of one's initial response. And unreflective thinking is less consciously represented and more automatic. In other words, the contents of reflective reasoning are more accessible, for example, to explain verbally, and the process of reflective thinking involves more reconsideration, for example, doubting or double-checking, than unreflective thinking. Theorists have also posited that the need for reflection may depend on context. In familiar reasoning domains, unreflective thinking may be able to achieve desirable results, but in unfamiliar domains, overcoming mistakes or biases might require some reflection. As theories of reflection progressed, so did our understanding of reflection tests. Some researchers have changed the standard interpretation of mathematical reflection tests, or MCRTs for short, and the two-factor explication of reflection. Indeed, some have found that most of those who answered a reflection test correctly after deliberation had already answered it correctly under time pressure or cognitive load prior to deliberation. While that two-response paradigm has helped test the default interventionist account of reflection, which posits that correct responses involve intervening on a default or lured response, the paradigm overlooks plenty of useful information about the process of solving reflection test problems. So others have listened to every word test takers utter while thinking aloud during the reflection test. One such think aloud study also, quote, raised doubts, end quote, about the standard interpretation of mathematical reflection tests. Most, or 77%, correct responses on the mathematical reflection test, quote, started with the correct answer, end quote, and many, or 39%, of lured responses on the mathematical reflection test involved, quote, reflecting on the first response, end quote. Some psychometric investigations of reflection tests suggest that the correct but unreflective and lured yet reflective responses might be explained by domain familiarity, intelligence, or strategy. Although the predictive value of the mathematical reflection test remains after retaking the test, the best predictor of mathematical reflection test performance is often general math test performance. So mathematical reflection tests may track not only reflection, but also mathematical competence or some other factors. The verbal cognitive reflection test. Siroda and colleagues developed and validated a new 10-item non-mathematical variant of Shane Frederick and colleagues' well-known mathematical reflection test to address familiarity and numeracy problems. One item from Siroda and colleagues' verbal cognitive reflection test, or VCRT for short, is the opening example. If you are running a race and you passed a person in second place, what place would you be in now? Multiple studies found that the VCRT enjoys high internal consistency, high test-retest reliability, and less association with general mathematical ability than the MCRT, or Mathematical Reflection Test, even when translated to other languages and contexts. 
This suggests that the VCRT is a promising supplement or replacement for the MCRT in many research contexts. Think aloud protocol analysis. Researchers have long called for investigation into the content and process of reflection rather than just the outcome. Fortunately, Erickson and colleagues have developed and validated concurrent think-aloud protocols that have been shown to overcome some well-known problems of early verbal report protocols such as confabulation or performance interference on problems that seem unsolvable without some sort of insight. For example, asking participants to verbalize or recall rather than explain or justify their thinking does not necessarily impair task performance or produce verbal reports inconsistent with their observed behavior. Concurrent verbalization can even help people think of a word that forms a common compound word with three other words, for example, thinking tree when presented with apple, family, and house. So asking participants to think aloud while solving a problem, i.e. concurrently, may help participants tell us what they were really thinking better than retrospective requests to, quote, explain, end quote, which can imply that participants should verbalize a justification rather than a recollection of what they were thinking. Evans and colleagues fruitfully applied this realization about concurrent verbal reports to logical reflection tests to arbitrate between so-called rationalist and two-factor or dual-process theories of reasoning. Sazi and colleagues also used such think-aloud methods to investigate the cognitive processes involved in solving the original mathematical cognitive reflection test. So concurrent think-aloud protocols may also be useful for tracing the CRT test takers' thought processes and determining whether thinking aloud has a reactive effect on test performance. The current research. Our primary goals were to test whether thinking aloud changed reflection test performance, beta test an online think aloud platform, quantify the deviation between the standard interpretation of reflection tests and the two-factor explication of reflection, to assess how VCRT performance depends on VCRT familiarity and assess the default interventionist account of reflection test responses. We pre-registered two hypotheses. First, thinking aloud during the VCRT will provide evidence of correct but unreflective responses and lured yet reflective responses. Second, Thinking aloud will not significantly hinder VCRT performance. It will either not impact or improve reflection test performance. The results of an experiment and a follow-up study produced the hypothesized outcomes. They also detected that two-factor explication of reflection strongly, albeit imperfectly, correlated with the standard interpretation of reflection test performance. All manipulations, measures, and exclusions are reported. All APA and IRB ethical guidelines were followed. Pre-registered hypotheses, methods, analytic strategy, data, and R scripts are on the open science framework. Study 1. The first study primarily aimed to test the effect of thinking aloud on final responses to verbal reflection test questions. The secondary aims were to test the difference in verbal reflection test performance between familiar and naive participants, the correlations between the standard interpretation of reflection tests and more recent explications of reflection, as well as the rate of correct but unreflective and lured yet reflective responses. Method. Participants. People were recruited from public spaces on a university campus in the southeastern United States. We pre-registered a target sample size of 100 participants, 50 participants per condition. 
After months of recruitment, reaching the pre-registered sample size with the in-person protocol became ethically and practically untenable because the World Health Organization announced a global pandemic. The university campus closed, and the university IRB announced that all in-person data collection must cease until further notice. Since the protocol could not be replicated online, we had to halt data collection after recruiting only 99 participants. Procedure and Materials Manipulation After consenting to participate, participants navigated to a Qualtrics survey using a QR code where they were randomly assigned to either a Think Aloud condition or a Control condition. To ensure that participants in both conditions completed the survey in front of a researcher, they were asked to remain at the research table until the end of the survey to receive their compensation. Entry to win a smart speaker, water bottle, or books that were on the table. Think Aloud Protocol Participants randomly assigned to the Think Aloud condition were prompted to request instructions from a researcher. After the researcher explained the Think Aloud protocol to participants, participants had a chance to ask for clarification and consent by selecting the button labeled I receive and understand the instructions from the researcher. Then a researcher began an audio recording on a smartphone and the participant practiced thinking aloud on a pre-survey task. Quote, to practice thinking aloud, please say this sentence aloud, followed by the following number. End quote. The number each participant read aloud was generated randomly and used to anonymously pair survey responses with each corresponding think aloud recording. Participants were reminded to think aloud as needed throughout the survey. Verbal Cognitive Reflection Test Participants completed the 10-item Verbal Cognitive Reflection Test, or VCRT. Item order was fixed for all participants and responses were typed into text boxes. Following the standard interpretation of reflection tests, reflective scores were computed by summing correct responses, for example, second place, and unreflective scores were computed by summing lured responses, for example, first place, on these verbal reasoning items. Non-lured incorrect responses were only 1.6% of all responses, lower than what has been observed for widely used mathematical reflection tests. Questions about lures. To test whether correct responses followed lured responses, a la the default interventionist account of reflective testing, participants reported whether the lured response occurred to them after they submitted each reflection test answer. For instance, after answering the aforementioned question about passing the racer in second place, participants were asked, have you thought at any point that first place could be the correct answer? Deliberateness and consciousness in Think Aloud recordings. The two-factor explication of reflection holds that reasoning is reflective when it is more deliberate and more consciously represented. Reasoning is said to be deliberate when it does not merely accept the initial automatic response and is said to be conscious when participants can articulate parts of their reasoning. So two student raters who were not aware of the project's hypotheses and then the first author rated each response. Before raters became aware of participants' final answers, raters rated each response's deliberateness, i.e. whether the participant verbally reconsidered their initial response, and its conscious representation, that is, whether the participant verbalized a reason for or against any response. Ratings options included yes, no, and indeterminate, allowing each participant's yes rating to be averaged. Test familiarity. Prior work found that many participants are already familiar with reflection test questions and that such familiarity can be the best predictor of reflection test performance. So the raters also rated whether each participant mentioned being familiar with any of the VCRT items. 
Determinations were labeled yes, no, and indeterminate. The familiarity parameter was the average number of yes ratings per participant. Results. We tested the rate of correct but unreflective responses and lured yet reflective responses on the verbal reflection test, the effect of thinking aloud on reflection test performance, the correlation between standard reflection test scoring and recent explications of reflection, and the correlation between test familiarity and test performance. Correct but unreflective and lured yet reflective responses. Think aloud verbal reports sometimes deviate from the standard interpretation of reflection tests. We expected some people to arrive at correct answers prior to reflection and without first thinking of the lured answer, and to be lured into accepting particular incorrect answers despite sustained reflection. Table 1 confirms this pre-registered expectation. The standard interpretation of correct and lured responses usually but imperfectly agrees with the two-factor explication of reflection. Table 1 reports that the standard correct and reflective responses represented 80% of correct responses, and the standard lured and unreflective responses represented 71.5% of the lured responses, leaving false positive rates for so-called reflective and so-called unreflective responses between 20 and 30%. Thinking aloud did not impact performance. Figure A confirms our pre-registered hypothesis and prior meta-analytic work. We did not detect an effect of thinking aloud on the number of lured or correct responses on the verbal reflection test. Two-factor interpretation predicts the standard interpretation. A regression analysis was employed to understand how well the standard interpretation of reflection tests aligns with the dual-process theorist's two-factor explication of reflection. Figure B shows that they align well. The more that participants' verbalizations involved deliberate reconsideration of any response or conscious articulation of reasons for any response, the less likely participants were to accept the lured responses and the more likely participants were to accept correct responses. In other words, the degree to which participants' thinking exhibited the two theoretical factors of reflection corresponded strongly with the degree to which participants' final answers were deemed reflective or unreflective by the standard interpretation of test responses. Consideration of lured responses. Frederick observed that correct mathematical reflection test responses often involved consideration of the lured response. Some hypothesize that lures are appealing because they're more likely to feel correct, if that's right, then people should not only be likely to consider lured responses, but those who consider lures should also be very likely to accept lures as their final answer. Figure C confirms this. Consideration of lured responses at some point in the decision was relatively high, a mean of 6 out of 10. And merely considering a lure almost perfectly predicted whether one accepted the lure as one's final answer. Test familiarity predicted test performance. In about 27% of Think Aloud recordings, participants mentioned prior familiarity with at least one item on the verbal reflection test. For example, quote, I've seen these questions on TikTok, end quote. Figure D shows a large difference in VCRT performance between familiar and naive participants on both lured responses and correct responses. Discussion. These data suggest significant alignment between the dual-process theorists' two-factor explication of reflection and the standard interpretation of reflection test answers. 
They also suggest that university participants were largely naive to the verbal reflection test, even though self-reported familiarity remained a strong predictor of the standard interpretation of verbal reflection test performance. One might wonder whether these results will replicate in a larger think-aloud validation of the verbal reflection test. Fortunately, our initial results suggest that the think-aloud protocol will not significantly influence verbal reflection test performance, so a larger replication is methodologically possible. Unfortunately, large-scale in-person think-aloud protocols are prohibitively time-consuming, tedious, or, during a pandemic, unethical. To overcome these challenges, we partnered with a startup to develop a platform for large-scale online think-aloud surveys. Study 2. Study 2 aimed to replicate the findings of Study 1 in a new sample of participants and test the feasibility of online think-aloud survey methodology. To do this, we reproduced all of the instructions and measures in the thinking aloud condition of study one in an online audio survey platform, Phonic. Method. Participants. English-speaking monolingual participants were recruited from Prolific for an expected $9.85 per hour based on average completion time for the think aloud participants in study one. To ensure data quality, Prolific alerted candidate participants that compensation would depend on their consent and ability to provide usable recordings of their thoughts throughout the survey. We aimed to double the pre-registered sample size of the think-aloud condition in Study 1, recruiting 102 participants. Procedures and Materials Phonic Audio Survey Platform We used an online audio survey platform to record concurrent verbalizations. This service was provided in exchange for beta testing the new survey platform. Materials from Study 1 All materials from the Think Aloud condition of Study 1 were included in Study 2. Participants practiced thinking aloud before the survey and then thought aloud while completing the same 10-item verbal reflection test with reminders to verbalize all of their thoughts throughout the test. After each answer was submitted, participants answered the same follow-up question about whether they considered the lured response. The deliberateness, consciousness, and test familiarity of participants' think-aloud recordings for each question were rated by the principal investigator using the same rating options. As in study 1, the rate of non-lured incorrect responses was very low, 1.72%. Results. We tested the correlation between test familiarity and test performance, the correlation between standard reflection test scoring and recent explications of reflection, as well as the rate of correct but unreflective responses and lured yet reflective responses on the verbal reflection test. Correct but unreflective and lured yet reflective responses. To test the agreement between the standard interpretation of reflection tests and more recent two-factor explications of reflection, the rates of correct but unreflective and lured yet reflective responses were determined by prolific participants' think-aloud recordings. Table 2 shows a replication of the preponderant yet imperfect agreement between the standard interpretation and the two-factor explication. Table 2 shows that the standard correct and reflective responses made up 68.5% of correct responses, and the standard lured and unreflective responses made up 75.8% of the lured responses. That would make the false positive rates of the so-called unreflective responses, that is correct but unreflective, 31.5% of the correct responses, and the false positive rate of the so-called unreflective responses, or lured yet reflective responses, 24.2%. Two-factor interpretation predicts the standard interpretation. 
Another regression analysis was employed to test how the standard interpretation of reflection tests aligns with dual process theorists' two-factor explication of reflection. Figure E shows a replication of their correlation. Increases in the number of participants' responses that involved deliberate or conscious thinking, as determined by the Think Aloud recordings, correlated with significant decreases in the number of lured responses and significant increases in the number of correct responses. Consideration of lured responses. Figure F shows a replication of the strong feeling of rightness of lured responses. Indeed, lured consideration was not only relatively high, a mean of 5.3 out of 10, it remained the best predictor of accepting both lured and correct responses on the verbal reflection test. Test familiarity predicted test performance. In about 17% of Think Aloud recordings, prolific participants mentioned prior familiarity with at least one item on the verbal reflection test, significantly less familiarity than the 27% familiarity among our university participants, which was a significant difference. Figure G shows a replication of the large difference in verbal reflection test performance between familiar and naive participants for both lured responses and correct responses. General Discussion in two Think Aloud protocol studies, we found that our participants' correct responses on the verbal cognitive reflection test occurred after thinking of the intuitively appealing but wrong initial response, that is, lures. When accepting lures as their final answers, our participants' thinking typically lacked deliberative attempts to correct the initial appealing and wrong lured response. Exceptions to these two expected thinking trajectories on the verbal reflection test comprised only 19-31% to 31 of responses, notably fewer than the 39-77% to 77 of exceptional responses detected for the most widely used mathematical reflection test. Thus, our findings largely aligned with the standard interpretation of reflection test responses and more recent two-factor explications of reflective reasoning. Nonetheless, the substantial minority of correct but unreflective and lured yet reflective responses indicate opportunities to reduce the measurement error of reflection tests to avoid falsely labeling some correct responses as reflective and some lured responses as unreflective or miserly. Further, we did not find that thinking aloud interfered with performance on the verbal reflection test. These studies also confirmed that most university participants and prolific participants were naive to the verbal reflection test. Nonetheless, unsolicited think-aloud self-reports of familiarity with the verbal reflection test were a strong predictor of the standard interpretation of verbal reflection test performance in both studies. This evidence replicates and extends some prior promising features of the verbal reflection test. Methodological Implications the present studies also suggest that think-aloud protocols can reveal valuable or otherwise undetected nuance in cognitive reflection test performance. For instance, think-aloud recordings revealed that the standard interpretation of reflection test responses mislabeled 19-31% to 31 of responses as either reflective or unreflective. This insight seems to increase the justificatory burden of employing the standard interpretation of reflection tests or of not employing the think-aloud protocols that more accurately detected the deliberate and conscious features of reflective thinking. Even if researchers do not rethink their reinterpretation of or reliance on reflection tests, they may nonetheless need to justify the status quo. In addition to implications for measuring reflection, there may also be implications for manipulating reflection. Recall the two-response paradigm of measuring reflection. 
It may not provide insight into the process that changes participants' initial response, but it does indicate whether this initial response was already correct. So the two-response paradigm could be a compromise between the ease of the standard interpretation of reflection tests and the tedium of recording and coding reflection test transcripts. Ideally, however, this second response would come after some sort of reflective task, as opposed to an imposed waiting period in which participants can do whatever they want to ensure that observed changes are the result of reflection and not some other factor. Theoretical Implications Another result of the present studies was reliable support for the, quote, feeling of rightness, end quote, explanation of reflection test performance. Most responses involved consideration of the lure, and consideration of lures was the best predictor of accepting both lured and correct responses on the verbal reflection test. If lures were not significantly more appealing than other possible responses, then it would be difficult to explain this preponderance of lure consideration, lure acceptance, and their strong correlation. This may have implications for the debate between default interventionist accounts of reflection and their alternatives. Those who arrived at the correct response were very unlikely to have considered the lured response. In other words, the so-called reflective, i.e. correct, response on reflection tests may not actually involve intervening on a default or lured response after all. Of course, these data confirm that there are some cases of reflective default intervention. So the current evidence may not falsify the default interventionist account so much as show that it is not an exhaustive explanation of reflection test performance. Limitations. The current studies were limited by resources for listening to and coding think-aloud verbal reports. This resulted in minimal sample sizes for the research questions addressed in this paper. Although the expected effects were detected, some in multiple populations, both in-person and online, there remains an opportunity for researchers with more resources to conduct larger-scale replications and extensions of the existing work. For example, researchers could annotate additional aspects of participants' transcripts from reflection tests. For example, whether overcoming faulty intuitions varies depending on the kinds of reasons participants consider. Reasons for their initial response, reasons for subsequent responses, reasons against their initial response, or reasons against subsequent responses. We look forward to seeing what other researchers discover with our and others' open datasets. There are also opportunities for online think-aloud survey platforms to improve their speech transcription, sentiment analysis, and other features enough to automate and therefore scale up think-aloud protocol research. Conclusion. The present studies partially replicate and clarify existing validations of the verbal cognitive reflection test, thanks in part to novel online audio survey technology. Most participants are naive to the test, and the standard interpretation of reflection testing largely aligns with more advanced explications of reflective reasoning. Taken together with existing work showing that verbal reflection tests can have high internal consistency, high test-retest reliability, and less dissociation with mathematical ability or gender, the present evidence suggests that the verbal reflection test could be a promising supplement or replacement for widely used reflection tests. Nonetheless, there may be opportunities to improve our understanding of reflection by redeploying online think-aloud protocols for larger-scale research. Thus, both verbal reflection tests and online think-aloud protocols are promising tools for advancing our understanding of reflective reasoning and its alternatives. This episode was sponsored by Namecheap. Namecheap is committed to offering the best value and customer service for website domains, hosting, and SSL encryption certificates. 
After looking at their offers, I was tempted to switch my website to Namecheap. You can learn more about what they have to offer in the link in the podcast description. Namecheap.pxf.io forward slash bird. Music for the Upon Reflection podcast is produced by me on GarageBand. All of my music is shareable under a Creative Commons license. You can find more of my music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com forward slash birdnik. If you want to hear more, you can subscribe wherever you find podcasts. You can also find out more about me and my research at my website, birdnick.com on Twitter at bird underscore Nick, or on Facebook at birdnick, one word. If you have suggestions or questions for the podcast, you can submit them at birdnick.com forward slash contact. And of course, if you end up enjoying the Upon Reflection podcast, then feel free to tell people about it online, in person, or in your review. Thanks. <laughs>